So I have four nieces and nephews, and I was talking to my sister about IXL. And IXL Learning is this fun online program for kids, and it covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. My sister and my nephew love it. The way it works is it's powered by AI, so IXL gives the right help to each kid. And IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Maybe you've been looking into private tutoring, but it's out of the budget, or this is a big school year for your kiddo. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And all of these listeners can get an exclusive. 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash ologies. So visit IXL.com slash ologies to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Merrick Pet Care. And if you've heard me talk about Grammy, you know that she means the world to me. I wanted a dog for probably 10 years and I was living in an apartment, couldn't have dogs. When I finally moved somewhere else, I adopted her within weeks and it was love at first scritch. She's about two feet away from me as I record this. She hangs out in the studio and all I want to do is smooch her and look at her and stare at her. I also like feeding her because I see how happy it makes her. And there's nothing like watching her lick her chops after having yummy stuff like Grammy's pot pie or real Texas beef and sweet potato, which are two recipes she's been enjoying for America. As her parent, I like that they use deboned meat and fish or poultry as the number one ingredient. I also like that they have these real ingredients and you can see them on the bag so you know what's in each one. And watching her do a little dance, especially with a Grammy's pot pie recipe, brings too much joy to my heart. Is there such a thing as too much joy? I'm not sure. But check out Merrick online or in your local pet store and look for their new packaging with real ingredients shown on the bag and inside it. First off, thank you to everyone who's making this show possible by supporting on Patreon. Your donations, the ones who are supporting, make this free. So I wish to robustly high five each and every one of you. Um, If you're not supporting on Patreon because you're like, "Eh, what's in it for me? I feel you. I get you. And for as little as 25 cents an episode, you can become a patron in case you want to. And you get your questions bumped up to the top of the list. Now, this episode was recorded before I knew what a Patreon page was, but you get it. You know, all the episodes going forward. Also, if you like the podcast, you just want a signal boost, that also means the world to me. I'm only one person with a Twitter account, but all y'alls, you have a lot more power than me when it comes to spreading the word. Also, rating and reviewing on iTunes is really quick and painless. I just started doing it for other people's podcasts, and I was like, oh my god, this is so easy. Um, And it bumps the show up on the charts so other people hear about it, which is huge. Um, So does tweeting and telling friends and all of that. So thank you for that. And if you haven't done it, maybe do it. And subscribe if you haven't already, because as the holidays come up, I may have to go every other week here and there because of travel. So if you subscribe this way, you'll know as soon as a fresh as hell episode is up for you. So do that. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. So last week's episode was all about weird birds, mating habits, and horned screamers and butts. And I thought this week, let's go weirder. Let's talk about the stuff human beings put on our faces. And maybe right now you're like, cosmetology. I thought this was a science podcast. Um, To which I say it's called ologies. So cosmetology is an ology. And it does take just a buttload of passion and school and hours to become a cosmetologist. And if you've ever watched the television set or a movie uh, or seen a person at their wedding, perhaps a bride, you have enjoyed the work and expertise of people who know way more about this than I do or you maybe. 
So lest you think this episode will be all about makeup, it's not. I didn't want to spend an hour on techniques that you could get from a book or videos via audio. That seemed like, hmm. So I wanted to ask our cosmetologist about skincare and beards and confidence and the culture of personal grooming. So it's always fascinated me, where is the line between vanity and self-confidence? So does spending too much time on how you look, does that waste your life and the opportunities in front of you? Or does looking and feeling like a ratchet scarecrow make you miss out on chances in life because others are afraid you will sleep on their couch or steal their belongings? I don't know. I go back and forth between the two myself. Now, first off, cosmetology comes from the Greek kosmetiko, which means skilled in adornment. That comes from cosmin, which means to arrange or adorn. So cosmetology is a word that's been around for a while. And the term cosmetology has been around since the 1800s, but comes from really, really deep, deep Greek origins. It essentially just means putting things on your person and looking fantastic. So I met this week's guest when she was approximately one half inch away from my face. She was right up in there. And she is a professional makeup artist and a trained and certified cosmetologist. She gets paid to be up in people's business, but, you know, in a practical sense, and then a lot of times also in an emotional sense, because people talk in that chair. And she's stunning. She has this waist-length black hair. She has perfect, just razor-sharp cat-eye makeup and lashes every day every day she looks like if wednesday adams grew up and dropped a mixtape she's goth as hell she's also sincerely the sweetest funniest and one of the most compassionate people i've ever met she's dope so if you want to scroll through photos of her face as we talk go for it her instagram is alicia sherry a-l-y-s-h-a-s-h-e-r-r-i so buckle up as this human fixes your acne spills tea on what to slather on your beard hairs, gives opinion on eyebrows, and also dishes out the secret to confidence and just being who you are. So enjoy the cosmetological wisdom of Alicia Marcantonio. whatever you can swear if you want oh, cool. you don't have to swear but you can if you want to okay i mean it might just come out naturally yeah so trust I'm me you're so pretty oh <laughs> you should just start it right there <laughs> alicia you're here i'm here thanks for having me you look fantastic thank you you're done up as always no one can see but. yeah Okay. <laughs> I have never seen you in the years that we've worked together. I've seen you at like three in the morning, like dark o'clock. <sighs> dark I've... o'clock is normally our call time. I know. <laughs> I've never seen you without like lashes. I know. It, it's kind of just become a thing. I mean, this is me even going to Trader Joe's. Like I'm always glammed up. <laughs> you have a tattoo on your back that says glam till death. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, I've just kind of had to make some fun out of it because this is how I've always been. So, you know, I'm committed. When did you start wearing makeup? Um, Kind of forever. I mean, I started playing with it when I was like six or seven. But when I was in middle school and high school, I mean, I was already wearing it every day. 
I already was like in my cat eye. Like I already kind of started and I would like match my clothes to my eyeshadow. So I would wear like fuchsia eyeshadow. So it's been a long time coming for sure that I was going to be a makeup artist. Could you do a cat eye before you could drive a car? Yes. Really? Yes. That is not the order it typically goes. (laughs) Generally, no, but I don't think I'm the most normal person, so I think it works. (laughs) What happens at a dinner party if someone asks you, like, what your deal is? Like, what? so what do you do? Um, I always just say I'm a makeup artist, but a lot of people don't really know what that means. Like, the other day someone was like, oh, you work at Sephora? And I was like, I I don't work at Sephora. (laughs) How dare you? I, you know, but then I kind of explain that it's more for film and TV and musicians and I travel and the whole thing. But I guess a lot of people don't know all the other things that go into it working in the industry. It's not just makeup. It's also, you know, you're dealing so closely with all these people and their different personalities and, you know, you know. Right. Their pores. musicians. Their egos. Yeah, egos. A whole lot of everything. So... It's like glam and travel and beauty and makeup and nose hair and narcissism. And therapy. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> like people tell me things that I probably shouldn't know. I've told you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but it just kind of comes out. I think people feel comfortable getting their makeup done. It's kind of like when you get your, your hair cut. You always, you know. But yeah, people really open up to me. So it's pretty cool. In the five years that Alicia has been doing my makeup for like six different shows, she's heard... All about three of my boyfriends. Uh, one she just knows by the name The Butcher. Both of my parents' health updates, my different battles and failures to manage my naturally curly buffalo hair. She knows about my dumb ovarian issues. She's been forced to look at photos of at least a dozen different dogs I want to adopt. This girl is a vault of secrets. I guess all of which I just told you. <laughs> Shoot. It's like um, an atmosphere of oversharing already. I'm going to tell you about the dumb thing I did while I was drunk. Like we've That's got... kind of how it goes. I feel like people immediately are like kind of in a vulnerable place. And so it allows them to like open up and be like, oh, my God, me and my boyfriend. And I'm like, tell me, girl. Yeah. Give it to me. So I, <laughs> I like to be there for, you know, everyone that sits in my chair, you know, emotionally. So... What is the difference between a cosmetologist and a makeup artist? A cosmetologist is generally someone that does hair, skin, nails, and makeup. So they do everything. Um, Normally they go through like a lot of schooling, a lot of hours, and then they can work in like a spa or a salon. To be a makeup artist for film and TV, you really only need to be a makeup artist. Like you don't have to do everything else. I do all the other stuff, but I kind of just go by just makeup. It sounds more colloquial just to say, I'm a makeup artist, than to be like, I'm a cosmetologist. Yeah. Right. I think that everyone says makeup artist now, too. Like, you rarely hear people say, I'm a cosmetologist. So Right. What kind but, of schooling did you have to go through? I started going to makeup school when I was 14. What? I know. So weird. I, I, I knew that it's what I wanted to do, um, you know, for a passion, and I told my parents and... I found this makeup school in Boston, and I would take the train into the city after my high school classes, and I would go learn from this teacher, David, and we would do these little photo shoots, and he would teach me, you know, about RuPaul and Boy George and all these people that I didn't know about yet, you know? So um, he kind of expanded my knowledge for makeup and for the beauty industry, and 
Then once I was 18, I was like, all right, this is it. Like, I'm going to L.A. So <laughs> I packed up my little suitcase and I moved to L.A. when I was 18. And I um, started taking classes in L.A. right away um, at this place, Cinema Makeup School. And I did that for about six months full time. And then I just kind of started working. And I looked into Cinema Makeup School because I wanted to, one, see what their work was like, and two, waste approximately 1.5 hours of what could have been a productive day by scrolling through photos of people with bulging veins and prosthetic chins and flawless cheek highlight. So don't look up their Instagram unless you are like waiting for your car to be done with an oil change and there are no magazines in the waiting room because you will get sucked in and you will look up and you'll see that night has fallen. Now, a few select images from Cinema Makeup School's webpage feature, quote, an action shot of our advanced lab techniques class as they sculpt their decapitated heads. One of these heads bore the student's own face, and it was studded with roofing nails, it had a split cranium, and a visible brain. The school did not mess around. Also, it cost anywhere from around $8,000 to $20,000 for their programs, depending on what skills you want to bounce away with. Do you remember the first time you got paid to do makeup? Was that a big deal for you? It was a huge deal, yeah. Really? Because all of my life, people were like, oh, no, you can't do this for a job. Like, you can't possibly make a living doing this. And I was kind of like, okay, we'll see. Like, you know, and, and even in school, they're like, you're going to work for free for about a year and then you'll start getting paid. And I was kind of like, that sounds like shit. So yeah. <laughs> I would rather not work for free for a year. Um, I'd rather get paid to do my job. So I did get paid pretty quickly, which was pretty cool. So what was the job? It was um, it was a fashion show. It was like some really sketch runway show in like 2010. What'd you do with the money? Did you just like go straight out and be like, let's get hot wings. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> no, because I was 18 and I was poor. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I should probably like pay a bill. Right. <laughs> so I never really had like the go to college party, you know, do whatever phase. Like I was like high school career. You started going to school at 14. So yeah, you, you knew yeah. so early. Was there something that like sparked your interest? I loved... Um, I loved dance and I loved performing as a kid. And when I did perform and I had dance recitals, like I would always have like glitter up to my eyebrows. <laughs> and I was like, this is so fun. And then, um, you know, I was always an artist. Like I painted a lot and um, I had an art background. And then I was like watching um, MTV, I think. And I don't remember what show it was, but it was like some, you know, the hills or something where I started to see L.A. like for the first time. And I was like, OK, I need to be there. Like that looks like, you know, because I you have to imagine me in Massachusetts, which is like not the most glam place. And, mm -hmm. you know, it. I got curious and I tried to research what is the most glam place on Earth? There's got to be a most glam place on Earth. Would it be Vegas? And then I thought there's too many yard-long daiquiris on lanyards to make that the most glamorous place. What about Monaco? One source claimed that London was. And I think it does maybe come down to Los Angeles being the most glam place on earth. But as a resident who once bought a pack of hot dogs from the 99 cent store, I feel like Los Angeles can't take it. But I guess maybe it is compared to the Massachusetts suburbs. I don't know. I didn't really fit in there anywhere. So I was kind of like, okay, yeah, this is what I have to do. And then once I realized you could do it as a career, 
I was like, okay, this is it for sure. The Hills was like an infomercial that <laughs> sold you on LA. You're like, oh, yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like looking out my snowy window in Massachusetts and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> so what happens in makeup school and in cinema makeup school? Like what do you, where do they start you? Like are, do you start making a swamp creature out of latex or are they like, <laughs> this is how you cover a zit? <laughs> I went to like the full master's. So I did beauty, airbrushing and special effects. I moved here because I was like, oh, I think I want to do special effects. Like the thought of like making monsters to me was the coolest thing ever. Once I started doing it, I was like, okay, this is way more than I ever expected. So um, like all the molding and the casting in a lab all day, I was like, I don't really know if this is for me. Like I kind of want to be out like meeting people, like making people happy doing their makeup like Mm -hmm. that. I seemed to like gravitate more towards the beauty. So um they kind of put you through the courses like you do the basic beauty stuff and then you do airbrushing so I had to have like my whole body airbrushed and then in effect school I had to have a beard and I had to be in a bald cap and I was just like I did not sign up for this (laughs) like I was like this is not what I thought makeup school is supposed to be I had like a full beard on and I wasn't allowed to wear makeup to class And I would always get in trouble because I would still come in with eyeliner on. And they'd be like, Alicia, you can't wear makeup. And I'm like, I know, but I just like, you know. It's just a cat eye. It's just me. Like, I just can't not wear it. So, Because the idea of you and you look like like the most glam Wednesday (laughs) Adams ever, like in a full beard with like a glam till death tattoo. It's just like all kinds of wrong. It was not cute. And I remember thinking in those classes, I'm like, God, if I ever make something of myself, these photos are going to come out of me with no makeup and a beard on and I'm going to be so bummed. (laughs) Let's stop real quick and break down how many hours it takes to get a cosmetology license. Now, according to barbercosmo.ca.gov, which is the government application portal, the hours needed to qualify to take the state board exams for cosmetology, 1,600 hours. And cosmetologists, they can cut and color the hair of people. They can perform facials. They can remove hair by waxing or tweezing. They can also do manicures. And they can do esthetician stuff. A barber, you need 100 fewer hours. I don't know why, because they're the only licensees who can perform a shave on a consumer. They can get a blade near your neck, but they need fewer hours? I don't know. Manicurists need 400 hours, whatever. So it kind of goes down the lines. Now, the pay rates for cosmetologists, they range from minimum wage plus tips in some salons, probably in like Reno, up to several thousand a day for film and TV. Definitely depends on the project and experience. Side note, in digging into the .gov site, I finally, finally got some closure to a long burning question, which was, are fish pedicures legal in California? This is where fish eat the dead skin off your feet. The answer is no. So you know. Okay, now let's get back to talking about the big bag of skin that you live in. What about tips that you took home yourself? Because I have literally never seen you have a zit. And I've seen you (laughs) so many times, so many hours. What what kind of skincare stuff did you take home I do get zits. I do. I don't believe it. I I think you're lying. I am human, I swear. Nope. I get them. Um, I... I, I think I learned a lot more on my own experience um, than being in school, but I drink a lot of water. Like, oh. I drink, like, almost a gallon of water a day. And um, I learned a lot about skincare just by researching different things and um, 
you know, seeing what works and what doesn't because I've definitely had my breakouts from bad products and then I try to recommend my favorite things to my clients. How much makeup do you have to put on dudes? Um, Are dudes ever like, I'm good here. <clears throat> you know, keep going. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I did a lot of like rock videos back in the day, like a lot of metal bands. And um, they always were like, oh, I don't need makeup. And I'd be like, no, just like sit down. Like it's just for camera. Like let me just, you know. Yeah, let me blot. Yeah. Let Can me I just, blot? Let me just give you some something. And as soon as I started doing it, they would always be like, oh, this is nice. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. Like I'm telling you, it's always the dudes that are like secretly like super into it. They love it because then they look in the mirror and they're like, oh, my God, my skin's totally even like. Yeah. This is amazing. But I just do like tinted moisturizer on them and some powder and cover up blemishes. And sometimes I'll fill in, like I'll stipple in some extra beard stubble. Really? You know, because guys get really patchy, like their mm-hmm. beards, like they have, you know, empty spots. So I'll go in and by hand and fill it in. Damn. So it looks like nice and full and manly. <gasps> I help them out. Yeah. <laughs> I do the most for them. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. And like eyebrow grooming, you know, they always, it's always good to do a brow gel on a guy because guys generally have thicker eyebrows, longer eyebrow hair. So it's good to just kind of get those brows in check and, you know, just do some some grooming, men's grooming. What about the monobrow? Do you ever go in there and just pinky pluck? <laughs> the unibrow? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't like to let a unibrow leave my chair. But <laughs> <laughs> I think there are some guys that are like, no, it's fine. And I don't, you know, I'm like, well, okay, that's that's a personal problem. So I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you do that on your own time. But I do try to to, to maintain it for them. <laughs> is there is there a way to turn your brain off? If you're at the store at the end of the night and someone has smudgy mascara, how do you not fix that? Unfortunately, no. Um, I'm not like a very rude person, so I would never say anything, but I see everything. <laughs> like, I'm out in these streets, girl, and I see it all. Like... <laughs> I I just pick up on things and when I'm watching films and when I'm watching TV, everything, everywhere, I notice like like makeup ads and magazines. I just I see everything. I always see when they don't blend their real lashes to the fake lashes on like the mascara ads and Mm -hmm. it just makes me go crazy. So (laughs) throwing dishes against the wall watching TV. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I think you just notice all the like little tiny details after you do this for so long. God, that would be maddening. (laughs) It would be so maddening. I think most most people don't even see it though. I'm just like the crazy one, I guess. You got eagle eyes. People are really into it. (laughs) Do people have expectations when they sit down? Are they like, make me beautiful? And Um, like, well, I, I think it depends on the person. Like, you know, um, some people are very particular and some people are like, I trust you, do your thing. And some people are like, can you make my nose like a different nose? And I'm like, well, I mean. <laughs> to an extent. Yeah, I'm not a magician. What What is the craziest conversation you've had in your chair? Like, can you even allude to that? Like, is it, do you, you feel like a priest in confession time? We've <laughs> talked about that. But like, yeah. do you have any stories where you have been the only person on set to know something and you have to just keep it? keep it under a tight, heavy lid? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm trying to think of something specific, and obviously I can't at the moment. But there's been a lot of times, yeah, where, um, you know, I've overheard things. There's been a lot of times where I've overheard things uh, being said or, um, you know, artists will tell me something that's going on. And, you know, I, I feel like I have a very close relationship with whoever is 
getting their makeup done because they always tell me the things that they won't tell, you know, the director and everyone yeah. else who's on set. So I definitely try to, um, you know, keep everything right. <laughs> under wraps. No one else knows I'm on ayahuasca <laughs> but you. Make my eyebrows look good. Okay. <laughs> no, no one else knows that. I guess that yeah. means no one's like gotten arrested. No, no one's for... like, I accidentally killed someone yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So that hasn't happened yet, but you never know. I mean... I'm not going to rule it out. What kind of um, misconceptions do you feel people have about cosmetology? I think for makeup, at least in the entertainment industry, I think there's definitely um, a misconception to where people are like, well, what do you really do? Don't you just like put lipstick on people? And I'm like, oh, my God, you have literally no idea, especially men. I think it's so funny when there's like a male director and he's like, yeah, just, you know, just put some powder on her. Just and I'm like, that's not a thing. Like even the most natural makeup and like a Crest White Strips commercial still is like a lot of products. Like it takes a lot of, you know, things to make you look like you're not wearing any makeup. It almost takes longer to do that than to do, like, you know, a really glam look. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think people definitely misunderstand what exactly we do um, and how much work is put into it, I think, on the business end. Um, Not just, like, the showing up to set, doing makeup. It's, like, also, you know, you're a businesswoman. Like, you have to deal with all of that other stuff, too. So it's definitely a lot more, I think, than people realize like scheduling and budgeting. And- yeah, budgeting, scheduling, like, because I'm freelance, so I have to deal with, like, a million different companies every year. So, you know, just always being on, I guess. Like, I'm always on. Like, people call me at 3 a.m. to book me for stuff. Like, I don't, I, I don't, like, it doesn't stop. Like, it's never off. Like, I don't go off the grid. Always answering emails, always talking to people about a future job or this or that, or, you know, talking to other makeup artists, like taking seminars. It it doesn't, it just doesn't stop. Is your tax situation a nightmare? It's a nightmare. (laughs) It's such a nightmare that I just put everything in an envelope and I'm just like, here, deal with this because I can't. Like, I just don't even, I keep track of everything, receipts and stuff. Um, obviously, because I spend a gazillion on makeup, right? But I'm I'm just like anyone else can deal with this because I I don't want to. <laughs> you just have so many 1099s and W2s oh, and so many 1099s. It's devastating <laughs> when I open my mailbox in tax season. It is heart wrenching. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't want to give you my money. <laughs> You're just just sit, sitting crying. By I'm the just mailbox. weeping over 1099s. <laughs> So much. So it takes it takes a business mind, not just an it artsy does, mind. It does, and I obviously did not know that getting into it because I'm an artist, so I have artist brain. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, scatterbrained, and I'm like, okay, let me just start doing this. Oh, and then I'll just do this, and then, okay, I need to, you know, find this color tomorrow. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm always, like, all over the place. So when it comes to, like, booking and scheduling and, you know, taxes, I never thought that I would have to dealing with all of that on my own because you know but freelance (laughs) how do you how do you tackle it do you have you become more organized since you've moved to LA I have I never thought I I would be this person but I have like several spreadsheets I know girl it's crazy like I just never thought I was gonna end up doing this but um, I remember talking on the phone to one of my friends and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm doing like a spreadsheet for my expenses. And she was like, you're what? Like, you know what I mean? Because I just never, you know, because normally 
you know, you have other people do that for you or you have a normal job where you don't have to do stuff like that. I'm better at it now, but in the beginning, everything was just a mess. Well, you have to be accounts payable and, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have to be all of that. I, yeah, I'm every department. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm my manager. I'm my agent. I'm my <laughs> accountant. <laughs> do you think that's the worst part about the job? Um, it's not the worst. I, I like being in charge. I think I work best when... Um, like my eyes are on everything. I don't know how much I would trust someone else taking care of me. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I'm I'm good at it now. But it's a lot. It's a lot of work. What's the What's your favorite part of the job? Being a makeup artist. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, in film and you know TV and whatnot, I love being able to travel. Like I love that I've been sent all over the country and, and, you know, to other countries to be able to do what I love. It's kind of still a crazy thing to me when I actually sit down and think about it. it it's, you know, it's really awesome. And it's really rewarding when women are, um, you know, more confident because of you. Like when you can come in and do someone's makeup and they've never seen themselves like that or, you know, um, I've worked with a lot of women that um, have gone through chemo and like lost, you know, all their hair and their eyebrows and their eyelashes. And to be able to make someone like that, like, okay, I'm feeling good. Like I'm feeling really hot today. Like that's, that's really rewarding. So that's something I never thought I would be able to do. And it's, it's really cool. You don't like cry your eye makeup off when that happens. I mean, I've had my moments, but I try to keep it together as much as I can. Quick question. How does waterproof mascara work anyway? Is it magic? I had to check. So there is a silicone polymer. It's called dimethicone copopolol. I don't, I just said that wrong. Copolyol, it doesn't matter. It's fat-based. So the water, aka your horse crying, rolls right off them. So it's good for weddings, funerals, when you want to go river rafting, but also look fancy as fuck. But it is, it's very touching when someone, um, like, really appreciates you and, and what you've done. It's its really sweet. It's nice. Is award season nerve-wracking? <sighs> yes. Because we're, st- we're coming up on the beginning of the year's award season. Like- I was just having anxiety about that in the car. Um, it is, <clears throat> but I love it because I love being crazy busy. But, um... You know, some years I'm like going from the Four Seasons to the Beverly Hilton to this. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like at every hotel getting everyone ready. And it is absolute mayhem. But it's fun. (laughs) Do you have to be an anti-anxiety coach for them as well? For For sure. Which is hard for me because I'm, you know, a pretty anxious person. But uh, yeah, everyone's always really high strong. You know, they're going on the carpet, you know. But um. I think it's good when you're there to make them feel even more beautiful and to tell them that they're going to kill it. Like, you know, they I think everyone needs that extra. You got this. Yeah. And that's me. Like, that's what I'm there to do. So (laughs) isn't that crazy, though, that you're like, I'm really good at applying a cat eye. I know how to contour, but also I have to be a trained psychotherapist. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? No, it's totally true. But it's cool. I I love that part. I love being able to do that. But yeah, everyone's always really anxious award season. It's just like, what happened? happens when you are done working have you been talking all day to your clients like when you get home from work in general a shoot whatever are you just go into a weird cocoon in your living room and just like a pod that closes and you just don't talk <laughs> i honestly wish i had a pod that closes i would spend much time in there i um i don't know i uh i feel like when people ask me what I do for fun, I'm always like, uh, like I never know how to answer that question. I like to chill after a long day on set. I mean, we work 12-hour days. Yeah. 
you know, sometimes 14. So after that, all I want to do is like burrito myself into a blanket (laughs) and not exist. (laughs) That is what sleeping is. It's just like mini, (laughs) mini death. And then I'll exist tomorrow. What about um, how much work do you have when you get home? You clean your brushes. You got to organize your stuff. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other. Because your kit is meticulous. There's labels on everything. You know where all of your shadows are. And you're, yeah. you're digging through pouches like a <laughs> raccoon over there. I'm just like, what is what, what are those? Lip liners? Yeah, it's very organized because I have to be quick on set. Like, you know, they give you, you know, an allotted time. And you have to be fast. You have to know where everything is. Everything has to be labeled. Everything has to be clean and sterile. So after every job, I go home and I wash about 100 brushes and I cry over them <laughs> every night because it's so much work. The salt water wash. <laughs> it's, it's so I wash all my brushes and then I'll go through and wipe everything down with alcohol. Um, because, you know, you just don't know. Tequila or You know, vodka. a little whiskey. <laughs> wipe everything down yeah. with rosé. <laughs> God, that sounds fabulous. I have to start doing that. Um, Yeah, so I clean everything between every single job. So, yeah, the job definitely does not end when I'm wrapped. I still have to go home and, you know, deal with all the other stuff. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? It depends. Or the afternoon, depending on (laughs) what kind of day you've had. (laughs) It depends on, uh, on, you know, the day, but generally like an hour. But... For me, I know for most girls, you know, they get up and they're rushing around and they're trying to get ready to do their hair, you know, makeup, get dressed. Um, Doing my makeup is like my zen time. Every morning it's like my relaxing, like, I get to create art on my face. (laughs) This is the best (laughs) thing ever. So uh, I usually take about an hour. But, like, don't ask me to leave the house in less than 30 minutes because it's not going to happen. Like, I... (laughs) I need more time than that. What are the essentials for you? Like, you you have to leave the house with lashes and brows, right? I mean, yeah. Lashes, mm, eyeliner, like, I need eyeliner. I won't go out without eyeliner. Like, I just... I won't do it. Do you not care about like the history of makeup? Like, did you ever go down a down like a rabbit hole where you're like Cleopatra used? Oh or do you no, just... totally. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like um, what you have to study in makeup school. You have to know the history of makeup because if you're on a shoot, especially for editorial stuff, I do, they're just throwing references at you. You know, so like you have to know who people are. Like if someone asks you for Bridget Bardot bangs and a Cleopatra eye, which I don't know why they would put those together, but you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> um, you have to know exactly what they're talking about and, and make it happen. So I, I do I do love all of that. Yeah, for sure. When did people start wearing makeup? Is it Egyptian times? I think so. Yeah. You know, I don't really know, but I think. So the history of makeup. I just look this up. Makeup is apparently at least six thousand years old and archaeologists trace it to egypt where something called coal was used to rim the eyes and this helped with the glare of the sun because they didn't have like sunglasses and it kept flies conveniently from drinking at your eyeballs and i always thought that coal was just charcoal it's spelled with a k um but i thought that was a fancier spelling but evidently it's not it's galena which is a lead oxide so egyptians also made ointment out of Something called knot grass and powdered root of wormwood, which 100% sounds like I'm just plagiarizing from Harry Potter, and I'm not, I promise. Now, 
Makeup, cosmetics, used all over the world, through history, in China, nail color used to be indicative of your social class. So gold and metallics were for royalty only. Only royalty. Now, in Europe, in the Middle Ages, pale faces were the rage, and so people would just bleed themselves. Just bleeding. Looking good. Now, skip to the early 1900s. Makeup was really frowned upon because only like cabaret dancers and women of the night wore it. And apparently in 1915 in Kansas, uh, the legislature proposed to make it a misdemeanor for women under the age of 44 to wear cosmetics for the purpose of creating a false impression. Oh, Kansas. Come on, Kansas. Chill out. Okay, but once Hollywood movies, uh, you know, came along, the stigma was greatly reduced. So I guess kind of, you know, this, despite the fact that the LA River is a concrete drainage ditch peppered with shopping carts, woo, LA might be the glamest place on earth. We owe it to old Hollywood smearing weird stuff on people to make them seem hotter on film. So you pay money to look at them. Funny to read back on some of the products. I was just going to say they... They certainly put some um, ingredients in older makeup products that are very questionable. <laughs> so I'm glad that we have evolved in that department for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wouldn't they use like lead paint I mean, or like arsenic? I, yeah. <laughs> basically, arsenic, you know, mascara was a thing for sure. Oh, God. I, I don't, I mean, I don't really know what they put in them, but I um, wouldn't want it on my face. So at some point before commercial makeup became widely available, People wanted to look pale because only the working class was out in the sun. So they used enamel, like actual paint, on their faces. Like, uh, yeah, arsenic much? A little bit. That's glam till death. Like, oh, real for quick. sure, yeah. <laughs> I, have you ever been to the Max Factor Museum in Hollywood? No. It's really cool. You can, like, go in and see all the little, like, old Max Factor, like, lipsticks and blushes and mascaras that they used, like way back in the day so it's really cool to see like the old packaging and i'm a sucker for that stuff i went down a little rabbit hole researching the kind of i guess godfather of modern makeup he actually popularized calling it makeup instead of cosmetics um his name was max factor but he was born in poland as maximilian factorowitz that name rules i'm mad he changed it but hollywood Anyway, he came to the U.S., he started selling makeup within the movie industry, and then when TVs came along, the definition and resolution was so weird and sucky that he had to invent this insane way of painting clown face onto people in different colors so that their features would even read. I highly suggest Googling Max Factor TV contouring for images that look like if a sweet girl from like your sociology class became a juggalo and then fell down a wormhole into old timey days, it's so rewarding. Did they have you learn like color theory and stuff in, yeah. in school? Yeah, I, all all the stuff. Yeah, color theory, like mixing, also learning a lot about um, like the different bases of products, like foundations, like you know, water based, silicone, um, uh, what else, oil. So it's, you know, you have to learn about all these different things and how, you know, you're not really supposed to mix one thing with the next if you want it to stay a certain amount of hours. So it's like, it's definitely like um, a little chemistry, right. like a little mixing and, you know, all of that. So That's chemistry. Uh, yeah. It's Speaking of chemistry and cosmetics, I just read that 90% of L'Oreal scientists and innovators are women. Pretty dope. Pretty cool. <laughs> 
maybe not as intense as, you know, but, but yeah. It's, it's not Breaking Bad. It's but. not Breaking Bad. Not quite. But, you know. <laughs> um, if you had to give someone one tip to just get out of the house looking not Buster, what would it be? <laughs> one tip. I mean, I think that it's great to have a toner. I love a toner. I use a rose water toner. And um, I think it's great to use it with a cotton swab to, like, get all the extra stuff out of your face because your face wash will only take out so much. But it's also great to just spritz it because that also gives you, like, a nice little glow. Like, if you just spray your face with a toner before you leave the house, you'll just have, like, kind of a fresh little youthful, like, oh, (laughs) what were you doing this morning? (laughs) It's like sweat, but it's better. (laughs) Exactly. What about those makeup wipes? Are those... Are those not something that we should be using on our face, makeup what? wipes? Makeup wipes, period? At the end of the day. I mean, I don't use them, okay. but um, they're fine. But I think a lot of people don't realize that you have to wash your face after you use a makeup wipe. People are just like, let me just makeup wipe and then go to bed. And I'm like, no. <laughs> what do you do after? You have to makeup wipe, then you have to wash, then you have to tone, and then you have to moisturize. Oh, God. I skip at least two of those. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there's some math involved. There are some, yeah, there's a lot you have to do, you know, but that's um, maintaining your skin is a lot of work because at the end of the day when you're tired, the last thing you want to do is like do all of those steps. But that's something I stick to like religiously. So that's probably why I don't ever have many pimples. Okay. So (laughs) I got to do some washing, some toning. Moisturizer. And moisturizer. Your BFF, like okay. moisturizer is the most important thing in the world. Do you have one you like? Um, I have a lot. Yeah, I'm a big fan of serums. I love serums because a serum is going to penetrate your skin deeper than a moisturizer. Oh. And um, right now I'm using a sea berry oil from Fresh and wow. I am a big fan. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Sea berry from yeah. Fresh. That sounds like a fake Ooh, advertisement. That it? voice was killing it. Sea berry <laughs> from Fresh. <laughs> No, I like that one better. Okay. <laughs> what about for dudes? Because I know some dudes that are like, I wash my face with whatever's in the shower. And some are like, who washes their face? Not me. I'm a boy. Like, what Guys are so funny. I know. What Sometimes I'm like, do? what shampoo do you use? And they're like, what? They're like, Ajax. soap. Ajax. Fucking Dawn. It's good enough for seabirds. Oh good God. enough for me. I really think that guys should get more into skincare. Word. But I mean... It's kind of hard to get a lot of them on that train. But um, there is all the same stuff we use. They have, um, you know, like a man version. Right. It's essentially the same stuff, but it's in like a blue little cup. So right. it's manly, you know. Or a black cup and it yeah. s- smells like cedar. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. What do dudes do about those big, nasty, ingrown hairs they get with their beards? Dudes hate those. I know. I think that um, there's definitely some... Um, What's it called? I use witch hazel a lot. This astringent always kind of intrigued me, which is totally natural for a tonic with the word witch in it. But what is witch hazel? What is it? Well, it's a distillation of the bark and roots of the witch hazel plant. And colonists learned from Native Americans that using it, it had all kinds of compounds and tannins and some say anti-inflammatory properties. So yes, you can use it on your skin, even though it was commonly used for soothing the wounds of childbirth and for hemorrhoids. So if it's good enough for your ragged, torn apart nethers, it should help with a zit. It um, like will pull things out of your skin. So I use witch hazel as a toner if I do break out because it'll help 
like bring the zit out of your skin. It does work good for ingrown hairs. There's something, I can't remember the name of it, um, that's great for ingrowns. But they definitely have products out there to help pull it out. Um, but... Oh, is it Tend Skin for ingrown hairs? Yes. It's in a blue bottle. That is what it is called. And it's... I Yeah. I have used that before on different areas of my body after waxing. <laughs> and it is like gasoline. <laughs> it is like searing. I see. <laughs> it's like napalm. That word alone just makes me like not. I've heard it's amazing. I don't use it, but I've heard that it's really good. So dudes can put that on their face. They can just, yeah, sear it on there. Yeah. <sighs> it's like a chemical peel on I know. accident. I'm the worst, so I always want to pick it ingrown hairs, which is not what you should do, but. On yourself or other people? Other people. Yeah. Because you can, if you look close, you can always see the loop. Mm-hmm. You can see the hair that's like flipped in, and I yeah. just gotta like, I just have to pull it out. I have to. But isn't it your job, kind of, to be like, yeah. yo, you got a thing, I gotta take care of it? Yeah, I always tell them beforehand though, because if I come at a man's face with tweezers, they're always like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, let me just, I'm just gonna get this little thing. So, you know, but I do a lot of eyebrow tweezing with men, and they're always absolutely terrified, which is fun for me. <laughs> Do you think that their pain tolerance is a lot lower? Like, do you pluck oh, an eyebrow and they and they they act like you're? I mean, bludgeoning first of them? all, childbirth. Like, need yeah. we? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Exhibit but, A. Um, no, I. Yeah, they definitely um, are really sensitive with that. But I, I think it's also because they're not used to it. You know, I've been waxing my eyebrows for like 15 years, <laughs> so you could pour wax all over my face and take it off, and I would just sleep right through it. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even know you were waxing my eyebrows. <laughs> I have no feeling around the eyebrow area anymore. So um, I'm so used to it. (laughs) But I think that if you're not, it's definitely an unpleasant feeling for sure. I heard at a laser hair place a guy say uh, that when guys come in to like get their their backs lasered or whatever, their monobrows, they're like crying. Like they, they need to stop and breathe. And the ladies are like, just do it. Tap me out when it's over. Like, but... But dudes really are not used to how much, like, beauty is pain or whatever. Beauty is, oh my gosh, yeah, the things we put ourselves through, it's, like, unbelievable. You know, like, laser hair removal, you know, coloring our hair, which burns our scalp off, mm-hmm. waxing our eyebrows, tinting our lashes. I mean, I glue hair to my face every day. Like, <laughs> men have no idea. <laughs> they just don't know, like, you know, what we do. It's crazy. I ripped out my mustache last night. <laughs> Casually, <laughs> you know, like wh- why? Why do you think culturally? Like how and how much do you reflect upon this? Maybe not at all, but why do you think culturally the burden of beauty has been on on women? Like we go to these lengths, we go through this pain, we spend this money. You know, I don't know why. I mean, I think society definitely um, and beauty magazines, you know, they they make us feel like we have to. We have to do these things. We have to be this way. And for me, like, I just kind of go with what makes me happy. Like, if I want to do this, I'm going to do it. It's not for anybody else. You know, people are always like, when I was a kid, people would be like, why are you wearing so much makeup? Like, who's it for? And I'm like, it's for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not for anyone else. Like, this is just what makes me happy. You know? But <clears throat> I don't really know, like, why men aren't bothered in any department. Like, they're just, you know, they don't need to... Uh, you know, there's there aren't those standards for them. I personally have kind of a rocky relationship with makeup because it seems that women waste so much of their worry and anxiety on being perfect just for other people. 
which ends up just draining us of resources such as time and money. But on the other hand, being able to dab something on a problem area is a goddamn blessing that men should have the freedom to do. And I just started researching men's makeup to see kind of like what the market was. And I came across this thing called the men pen. Essentially, it's a concealer stick, but it's in a chapstick like tube so that no one can tell that you have makeup in your pocket. $17.95. And the site boasts in very aggressively all caps masculine sans serif quote a men pen is a men's concealer product designed to conceal specific areas like acne moles scars dark circles blemishes or just rough spots exclamation point you'll love the self-confidence you get from the men pen it also says this is the same makeup for men that male actors models and businessmen use it's like I, d- I just keep imagining a drill sergeant in a cosmetology smock shouting at me. There are lines coming out now, like more and more, um, that are men's makeup. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's still definitely a lot of men that are like, oh, I would never wear makeup, you yeah. know, because whatever masculinity. Yeah. But uh, I think that I-, I think it's awesome when guys are open to anything, you know, when guys are like, yeah, I'll try it. We do have some questions um, from listeners. OK, cool. I told Let's them. Hear it. But before we take questions from you, our beloved listeners, we're going to take a quick break for sponsors of the show. Sponsors? Why sponsors? You know what they do? They help us give money to different charities every week. So if you want to know where Ologies gives our money, you can go to AllieWord.com and look for the tab Ologies Gives Back. There's like 150 different charities that we've given to already with more every single week. So if you need a place to go donate a little bit of money, but you're not sure where to go, those are all picked by ologists who work in those fields. And this ad break allows us to give a ton of money to them. So thanks for listening and thanks sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we're all carrying around just a backpack of stressors and sadnesses. When we keep them all zipped up and the load gets heavier, it can start to affect us negatively. You start to feel misunderstood, sad, resentful. A safe place to unpack that is, you guessed it, Therapy. Therapists can help you dump out your bag and work through the heavy garbage that's weighing you down, in my case at least. I've used BetterHelp. They have definitely helped me understand that pushing my feelings down does not actually make them go away. It makes them feel worse. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient and flexible. It's suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's so much faster and easier than trying to hunt down a therapist from just online listings and cold calling. That's one thing I love about BetterHelp. And if for any reason you are not vibing with your therapist, you can switch anytime, no additional charge, no drama. So unburden yourself and trauma dump onto someone who's trained for this. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ologies today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ologies. Oh, KiwiCo. We love you. Kids love you. Parents love you. Uncle Allie's love you. Here's the deal. So whether you're staying at home or you're heading out on some summer explorations, KiwiCo is inviting kids, also kids at heart, that's you, to enjoy their first ever 
summer adventure series. So kids from two years old to teens can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks. They have something for everyone. They have different topics for each age, whether your kid wants to explore space or learn about dinosaurs. And I've heard from my parental friends that summer can be a little challenging to keep the kiddos busy. Kiwi goes like, we did the legwork for you. And the summer adventure series is this personalized experience with super fun activities like a bottle rocket kit where kids can build an actual bottle rocket. And you can either receive all of your summer adventure crates at once or weekly for six weeks. I think it's so amazing that they have different crates for different ages. Everything from the great outdoors that has like giant bubbles or a window garden to a trebuchet kit for ages 9 to 14. An entrepreneur where you can do textured clay projects. If you have kids, if you know kids, keep them occupied and learning and having fun this summer with KiwiCo. And you can get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash ologies summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico.com slash ologies summer. Oh, have fun. Oh, it's heating up. It's time to say bye now to your jackets and your sweaters and your tights and get reacquainted with shorts and tees, breezy things. Can I point you to the direction of Quince? What I love about Quince, you can build a lineup of timeless pieces. They keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year without spending a fortune. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts. They start at $30. They have washable silk tops. And I love that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories. They cut out the cost of the middleman and then they pass the savings on to you. So whether you need a sundress you can wear to a picnic or you need some good t-shirts or tanks that feel nice on your skin and are well-made, head over to Quince. I love them so much I put them on my body. That's what clothes are for. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com ologies for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ologies to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ologies. Oh, hi, it's me, the lady that checks a bunch of scholarly articles before she believes anything, Allie Ward. And I feel like we are similar in that we have a fair amount of skepticism and we like to dive deep and find out what the actual facts are. This is why when it comes to any kind of supplements, I enjoy Ritual, which is a female-founded B Corp, meaning that they're holding themselves accountable to not just the company, but also to the health of people in our planet. And they're clinically backed essential for women at 18 plus multivitamin has these high quality, traceable key ingredients in bioavailable forms that are clean. Only about 1% of supplement brands are USP verified and Ritual is one of them. So I like being able to trust what I'm putting in my body. From an aesthetic standpoint, I'll also tell you that Ritual are beautiful little vitamins. They look like lava lamps and they taste like mint. So taking my Ritual is part of my, I guess, morning ritual. I, that's probably why they named it that and I didn't even think about it. Anyway, no more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. So get 25% off your first month at ritual.com ologies. You can start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com ologies for 25% off. Down the hatch. Okay, your questions. And I'll just rapid fire. You just let me know. Jordan wants to know, is it safe to pluck a nose hair? And I'm going to guess if Jordan wrote this and he's an alive person, then yeah, because you haven't died yet. Jordan, first of all, Jordan, why are you plucking them? That's so much more painful. I don't know. Why won't you just get like a little nose trimmer and just clear it out? Okay. Or or like some little um, like manicure scissors and just get up in there. But um, the plucking sounds 
painful. I, I, I just I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. As people who <laughs> wax their faces and wear high heels, we're telling you that's too much. Yeah, that's too much. No, it's not necessary. Uh, Eric wants to know, my legs get especially dry to the point if I miss applying lotion over 48 hours, it appears to lose pigment and have loss of color. Any suggestions? His legs are losing pigment? Well, they're so dry. Okay. I mean, I think that lotion is not obviously working. Sometimes, like I said earlier, moisturizers don't go deep enough into the skin to actually fix the problem. So I think that it's best if he tries um, an oil, like coconut oil is cheap and you can buy a huge tub of it and it hydrates your skin so well. So that's a great thing to try. If you purchase coconut oil and you are confused by why it was solid in the store, but liquid at home, well, hot damn, it melts at 76 degrees. Right there. I myself possess white powdery leg skin, which is very disgusting to behold. And I have a jar of coconut oil in my medicine cabinet, which would be more effective if I actually applied it regularly. But I look at it every day because at that magic 76 degree liquid point, it is the only thing in my life that shows the changing of the seasons in Southern California. And I have long said, and I stand by that in LA, if the coconut oil is solid, it's Uggs weather. And also drinking a lot of water because sometimes when your skin is that dry, you have to hydrate from the inside out. You know, the problem might not be your skin. It's like internally first. Oh, my God. So beauty's on the inside. Beauty is on the inside. It's true. And it's just water. It's just water. <laughs> Rachel wants to know best makeup brands for people who are far darker or lighter skinned than normal shade ranges. Rachel. Okay, I love this question because it's actually like my biggest pet peeve when brands come out with foundations and they're like, you know, here's our new line. And it's like four shades. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> this is not okay. Um, Makeup Forever has um, a few different foundations and they have very, very dark colors and also like Casper White, like me, <laughs> um, which is great. And um, NARS as well. Uh, they both are, I'm like a big fan of both of those lines because they do have um, those really deep skin tones that, you know, have different bases, you know, oranges, reds. And a lot of lines have like one dark shade and that's it. And, you know, normally, you know, it's sometimes it's not dark enough. And then mm -hmm. the same with the fair ones. Sometimes it's just like a light shade and, and there's girls that are like, you know, me right. that are like... <laughs> ghostly and we need you know it looks like we're wearing too much makeup with it so um, makeup forever hd is really great or nars they have a tinted moisturizer that kind of has a full spectrum that's great Ooh, makeup forever nice. <laughs> way to go jessica sugar kuiper wants to know eyebrow regrowth is it possible eyebrow regrowth okay girl i am with you because uh, I am victim to waxing the crap out of my eyebrows when I was a teenager and being like, oh, where are the rest of them now? Quick PSA. If you're noticing that the outer half of your eyebrows is like, bye, and just grows like shit, also, you're always cold and tired, you may have an underactive thyroid. So get it checked, people. Sincerely, someone with an underactive thyroid who's Googled, what happened to half of my eyebrows, dude? I do know some people that have used Latisse on their eyebrows. Latisse is like that mm -hmm. formula to regrow your eyelashes. And I have a friend that her eyebrows like look incredible just from using that. Latisse is a prescription-only medicine, and it's used to grow insanely thick 
and beautiful lashes. Now, it was discovered after an active ingredient in glaucoma medication called mimitoprost or something made people have these really thick, amazing lashes. And my great uncle Hale, who's in his 90s, has glaucoma and eyelashes like a Kardashian. And he looks fantastic. The only thing is, I don't know what happens when you stop using it. Oh. I don't know like how that works. There's definitely some serious procedures <laughs> if you want to go oh, like crazy because they can take like some of your scalp off and like Ugh. stick it on your face. No. I think that's how they do it. <laughs> I think that is how that they do it. That is the medical procedure. They just cut a piece of your scalp off and they slap it, it on your eyebrow. And then they're like, here you go. Scotch tape. <laughs> but there is more you can do, like, if it's, like, real serious. What about this microblading? I was just going to bring that up. What that the is, like, hell the is thing it? right now. Microblading. Um, explain it. Microblading is like a hair-like stroke with a tattoo gun. So it's like a very fine needle, and they're basically tattooing your eyebrows in, but it's not like it used to be. You know, like our grandmas that have like Mm -hmm. solid purple eyebrows? Yes. And you're like, Nana, what's the deal? (laughs) Um, Now they do like hair strokes. So they'll like draw the brow on first, and then they'll go in and tattoo it. Um, I obviously haven't done it. I've had some friends that do it, and they love it. I would just say... Be really careful because I feel like all ink, tattoo ink, as far as I'm aware, once it mixes with your blood, I mean, over so many years, A, it expands, and B, all the ink I've ever seen, has tur- it turns green, right? Yeah, some tattoo FAQ. So black ink in older tattoos fades to dark blue or green, I think, because a lot of black ink is just really, really dark green or dark blue ink. I don't know. I, I went down some holes trying to figure this out. I found this one article by a tattoo artist named Chris DeBarge. And it, basically his advice is, quote, keep it out of the goddamn sun. You should wear sunblock every day. The sun is going to turn you into a goddamn suitcase. He seems like he would be an excellent spokesperson for the men pen, by the way. Now, for a second, I wondered, what if the sun turned you into an actual suitcase? Like you just were out for the day and then you're like, boop, I'm a suitcase. That would suck. Then I googled... Is human leather a thing? Because there's no way it could be. And everything terrible exists. So yes, human leather is a thing. There's some British company that makes it, and a few questions from their website asked, where did it come from? They said, human leather is produced from skin sourced from normal, everyday people. These people have bequeathed their skin to us prior to their death. Is it illegal? Not at all. In fact, we've had to turn away some potential donors, as they can only accept the highest quality human skin. They do note they cannot give you the source of our raw product. We apologize. Human wallets, $14,000. Human shoes, $27,000. They say they cater to a small but highly discerning clientele. They are amongst those lucky few who have everything they could possibly desire. So much about this is so, 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 so gross, including people who have everything they could possibly desire, except for a billfold to keep their money in made out of a person. Like, you know what? How about donating some of that money to some charities or just spending it going kite surfing? Ugh, Earth. What were we talking about? Oh, eyebrow tattoos. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't really know much about like the colors uh, of cosmetic tattooing and how that 
works. Mm. But um, I would be really careful because there's a lot of people that do it now. So you want to go someplace really good. Right. I don't want to. Because it's your face. Yeah. It's your face (laughs) and it's a tattoo on your face. Exactly. So maybe go with someone who's been doing it for more than like six weeks. For sure. A lot of people are doing it now. So I would be real careful. Bunda wants to know, how can I make my nails stronger? I'm a guitarist. Oh, I think there's nail stronger. I mean, I think that vitamins are an important part of that. I mean, if you're not eating right and your hair's not growing and your nails aren't strong, that's kind of a diet thing. Oh. So I feel like a lot of people are like, what product can I get to fix A, B, and C? Try like fixing yourself internally first because like that's how your body works. And um, like try eating right and, and taking the right vitamins. I know that there's like nail growth vitamins that you can take. Yeah, I think there's also. So what's in these hair growth vitamins? Well, it mostly actively biotin or B7. Now, a deficiency of B7 can cause brittle nails, but don't eat the bottle all at once because excess biotin can make some people's skin break out. No bueno. It's also biotin made by intestinal bacteria. So among other things. So maybe if your nails suck, you just have kind of crappy intestinal flora. So I am 1 million percent not a doctor, but some might say that you could drink more water and take some probiotics too. Have I mentioned that I'm not a doctor and how much not a doctor I am? Okay. Yeah, there's also like polishes and stuff that are supposed to strengthen your nails. Um, but but yeah, I would try I would try a vitamin first. So again, beauty on the inside. Beauty's on the inside. <laughs> um, Vincent wants to know what's the best way to keep a beard healthy without it feeling greasy with product. A beard healthy. Um, I mean, I know that there's a lot of greasy. Well, there's a lot of oils, but I guess they are. If you get a good shampoo, that's probably going to be the best thing to take care of it in the shower and shampoo it. And also like a deep conditioner. I mean, that's what we do to our hair. You can do the same to your beard. Oh, damn. Um, because I know that, um, you know, uh, a lot of beard oils are very greasy. Mm-hmm. So um, I think maybe a, a deep conditioning treatment and leave it in or a mask of some sort. I'm sure you could DIY it at home. I'm sure you could put an avocado in your beard and say. it would be like sick. So <laughs> just get super sloppy with some guac. And just... Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some things that you can probably DIY to just get some some more hydration in there. You can can you mash up a, an avocado and just put it on your skin, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, avocado and egg is great. Like, Ugh. avocados are the best. I mean, they're yeah. really good for your skin. So, yeah, you can just, you know, just put it all over your skin. Some honey. Sometimes when I run out of my masks that I like, I'll just put honey all over my face. Just honey? <clears throat> yeah, I look insane, but it works great. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard coffee grounds as a scrub. Are yeah, good. coffee grounds is a really good scrub. A good scrub is just um, brown sugar and um, some uh, lemon. Really? So squeeze some lemon in a bag with brown sugar and mix it up. It's a really great lip scrub to get all the dead skin off your lips. They sell lip scrubs now for well, like $20. Yeah. And it's essentially just oil and sugar, like, you know, the sugar scrubs that are like a whole big thing. Now you can make one at home with brown sugar, something that's like really um, gruff and um, just some lemon. I love stuff that I could also eat on accident. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. also delicious. So, I know. You know, there's that. <laughs> the idea of like face temperature honey dripping down my face and like accidentally catching some in my mouth sounds like not the worst thing. You know what I we mean? know what you're doing I tonight. <laughs> Just honey. <laughs> Just honey face. <laughs> Just 
pony facing. Um, what do you find beautiful when you are trying to do someone's makeup or when you're looking at something or when you're doing your own? Like, what do you, what strikes you as like, ah, oh, that's so gorgeous? I love, um, I just love things that are different, honestly. Like, I think that we live in a world now where everyone wants to look like a Kardashian. And that is fine. However, I think that, you know, when you see someone that just has different features, someone that, you know, I, I love that. I love, you know, it, you don't always have to be perfectly symmetrical. Like there is beauty in every, you know, not to sound so cheesy, but I mean, there there is beauty in, in every, you know, in every person. And also, um, you know, when someone is just really confident, I love that. Like I just, you know, that's a hard thing in life to do and to have. So when I ever meet someone, like when I'm doing their makeup and they're, <clears throat> you know, just a really confident person. I mean, that's to me, that's really beautiful to me. I love that. That's a sweet thing to say. <laughs> do you any, have you picked up through cosmetology any tips on getting that confidence? <laughs> like what's um, common in all of those people that have that really like radiating? I confidence? mean, I, I think that that's all of our, you know, life struggle. But to me, confidence kind of runs everything. I feel like part of the reason why I take time to get ready in the morning is that if I leave the house and I'm confident, I will get shit done. Like, I am like a force to be reckoned with every day because I leave the house and I feel like a boss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get all this stuff done, you know, and I think if you go through life and you love yourself, then you are more successful and you attract like, you know, better things into your life. But confidence is uh, tricky, a tricky thing. I think that the key is to find it not through your beauty and to find it through, you know, who you are. and, And I think that that's definitely a long a long process and I think that's something that a lot of people women especially we struggle with all the time but um yeah it's it's hard to work in the beauty industry because I'm working amongst people who are like buy this product and you'll feel confident Mm -hmm. and I just want to be like but no yeah (laughs) (laughs) because that's not what it's about like there's things that'll make you feel better but, you know, it's obviously a much deeper thing than, you know, a little bit of concealer. Right. <laughs> do you think part of that confidence comes from actually pursuing what you what you love? Do you think that part of your confidence comes from having done what you wanted to do since you were a kid? For sure. I cannot imagine hating my job. I don't know how people go to work every day and are unhappy. I don't know how people, sur- like, you know, go through life doing anything that doesn't please them. But I think that... Um, you know, I I just kind of know what I want. And I have been selfish in my life because I've been like, this is going to make me happy. Like, this is what I have to do. And I think that that's, you know, important for people. So, um, you know, yeah, for me, confidence has always been just being who I feel as though I am and kind of creating myself. Like as a teenager, I was like, this is the type of person I want to be. I want to be a strong, fierce, independent <laughs> person. I want to travel the world. I want to do this. I want to do this. And and I thought about it every day. And like, that's kind of who I became because I, I worked on it. And it was definitely a process. <laughs> do you have any advice to like future cosmetologists? Um, I think we're in a time now, like when I started doing makeup, it was pre-social media. Mm-hmm. So, um, which was like by like a year because we've discussed this privately that I could biologically <laughs> be your mom. <laughs> like it is disgusting. Like I was goth when you were born. <laughs> You're born in the nineties. 
Like, <laughs> I know. However, okay, hear me out. Okay. I have been doing this for about eight years. All right, and, all right. you know, Instagram and everything has only been really popping off for like four or five. Okay. Um, but now everyone's a makeup artist. I mean, everyone's a beauty blogger. Everyone does YouTube. Everyone you know, does makeup on themselves, doesn't necessarily make you a makeup artist, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, but um, advice to anyone, like, that wants to do what I do, like, wants to, you know, work on set. And I would say, you know, um, it's it's your everything. Yeah, it's your it's your 24-8. Like, it's, <laughs> it's your morning, noon, and night. It's It was, like, constant for me. Like, I never stopped. And I think you have to be absolutely relentless because it's one of the hardest things to do to work in the beauty industry. Yeah. Um, and, and the entertainment industry is, you know, hard. Yeah. So you have to, like, have really thick skin and you have to be nonstop. Like, you have to know what you're going to do and you have to just do it. So that's what I would say. And you have to not be a douche, too. You have to not be a douche. You have to be a good person. I feel like I've had success because I'm tough, but I'm also understanding and you know, I'm kind to people, you know. Yeah, you're always the nicest on set, but not like a not pushover nice, just like <laughs> pleasant. But I feel like especially doing makeup, you have to leave room for the talent to be horrible. Oh, totally. You can't be the diva because yeah. like, one of them's going to be mentally unhinged, but they need them for the shot. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like I'm pretty I'm a pretty sassy person. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm Sicilian from Boston, so it's like ingrained in me. But um, yeah, I'm very laid back. I I definitely let, you know, the talent do as they will. And a lot of times, you know, I have dealt with some divas, but I'm just like, girl, I'm here. Like, if you need a vent, just let it out. Like, take it out on me so that we can, like, get through the day. <laughs> but you're never the diva. Um, no, not on set. Yeah. In my day-to-day -day life, for sure. Oh, come on. But, um, well, not a bad diva. I right. mean, I say diva all the time, but to me, diva's just a really, um, like, just a really strong woman. Like, just, you know, a sassy woman. And I think it's, like, a positive thing. Yeah. I think people always associate diva with, like, oh, she's a diva. Yeah. But I, like, I love divas <laughs> because they know what they want, you know? So I think it's more of a positive thing. But but there are people that you meet that are the worst, you know? Right. That are, like, really high maintenance and, like, throwing chairs on set. Right. And you're like, this is so unnecessary. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's interesting. I never thought about divas like that. I like to think of it as something positive because I'm just like, you know, yeah, girl, you you do you. Like, obviously, you know, you feel really, you know, uh, not into yourself. But, you know, divas are normally very confident women yeah. that have to do things their own way. And I love that. I, I'm super into that. So I love it. To get more of diva Alicia Mark Mark. Marcia, ah, I can never say this right on the first try. It's actually really easy if you look at it, the syllables, Mark Antonio. Oh, look at that. My parents, if I was a boy, my parents were going to name me Antonio Mark Antonio. So I dodged oh that bullet. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Antonio Mark uh, Antonio? I know. I was like, how are you guys going to do me like that? That is not okay. <laughs> to see more of her work, look her up on social medias as the easier to spell Alicia Sherry. Her website is Alicia Sherry, A-L-Y-S-H-A-S-H-E-R-R-I. And 
she's just she's a wonderful human be her friend if she'll let you to follow along with me i'm at ali ward on twitter and instagram ologies is at ologies on instagram and ologies pod on twitter and the merch store ologiesmerch.com now has a set of limited edition collectible enamel pins they're so dope and we have these snuggly winter caps we just got in which is so exciting um and thank you to everyone who's supporting on patreon again and for making the show possible um also hello to all the new folks who've joined the ologies podcast facebook group hey um and thank you for keeping that a jerk-free zone uh, thank you to the patron saint of podcasting, Stephen Ray Morris, for helping in editing this episode so I could do things like uh, bathe and uh, do laundry and go to a birthday party. This is an exciting development in ologies. Uh, so ask smart people all the dumb seeming questions you want, because they're probably way less dumb than you think. And also, we might as well learn something before we're turned into a suitcase by the sun or worse by weird British tanners. So next time, cosmology. So, yep, cosmetology followed by cosmology because we're all just covering up blemishes on a tiny rock in the middle of expanding nothingness or something. I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate. We'll find out next time. Pachydermatology, homology, cryptozoology, litology, nanotechnology, meteorology, The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 